Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. You're listening to the Believe in Giants podcast with two-time Super Bowl winner Carl Banks and the voice of the Giants, Bob Papa. Welcome to another edition of Believe in Giants. Bob Papa, two-time Super Bowl champion Carl Banks. All right, it's Cowboys week, Carl. Fans are fired up. It's Monday night football. Giants fans know about the Monday night football history. It has not been pretty. But this is a new year. It's a new time. Um, and there's no Dak Prescott. Although Cooper Rush is 2-0 as a starting quarterback. 2-0 mm-hmm. as a starting quarterback. Carl, I, I stumbled upon the stat. Did you know that the Giants have not scored a first half, not first quarter, First half touchdown in six straight games and eight of their last nine. The last first half touchdown scored by the offense was a Mike Lennon to Eli Penny pass in Los Angeles against the Chargers last year. Well, that's got to change. You know, you got to, they have to create their own uh, trends. So, like, when you start to lump them all together, it's just, Kind of, uh, kind of a continuation of ineptitude. But I, I, I believe that this offense uh, will figure out how to score. Um, but more importantly, they just need to win games. Uh, facing the Dallas Cowboys will be uh, the biggest, the biggest step up for them. Uh, they will be challenged in ways offensively in terms of their pass protection in ways that they they haven't seen yet this year. I mean, Simmons was good for um, the Texans. Brian Byrne was good for um, Carolina. I said the Titans, not the Texans. Um, Simmons, Texans, uh, Burns with Carolina. But this pass rush has always been really good in Dallas, right? And they bring it. And this guy... He goes by the name of Micah Parsons, but I call him Micah Problems mm-hmm. because he has he brings many problems to your offensive line, and uh, they're going to have to account for him. But he's just not the only one. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see the type of game plan they come up with. Defensively, uh, they're going to be dealing with two different types of running backs. Um the Zeke that everybody think is washed or not as good as he used to be, but he's still good enough. Like he can, he can touch the ball. And when they spot it, it's a second and four. So it might not be first and 10 every time he gets it, every time they spot it, but he's going to get you six or seven yards. So they've got to contend with that. Um, They've got to contend with a passing game that, They've hit some plays on the Giants historically. We want I want to see how uh Wink really uh constructs this defensive pass coverage. I know he's gonna bring pressure. So Cooper Rush is gonna have to make some decisions with the football quick. And his receivers are gonna have to make some quick decisions as well. So it'll be fun. Uh, but this will be the Giants' biggest challenge. Um, offensively, because they collectively, the Dallas Cowboys, 
they cause problems across your entire offensive line from a one-on-one standpoint, right? So I, I, I just I, I think this is going to be a this will be a fun one to watch. Is it up a step up in talent? This challenge will be different. Yeah, I mean Dan Quinn, the defensive coordinator, is outstanding, and uh, you know you look at what they're doing. They're they're playing to their profile. Um, you know, even with in the in the Bucks game. You know, Parsons kept getting sacks. He's got four already this year and a bunch of hits on the quarterback. Um, you know, they kept that game. The Cowboys just had no offense. And then last week, again, you know, they limited the Bengals. You know, Diggs can make plays. Um, you mentioned Parsons. They got some guys that can fly to the football. I, I think they have three guys on their defense in their careers that have scored defensive touchdowns against the Giants. At least two of them, fumble returns, you know, all kinds of crazy stuff. So ball security is going to be huge as well. Um, Carl, can you run on them? Uh, Cincinnati had a hard time running on them. They didn't try to run on them as much as maybe they should. That seems to me like the Giants. One thing I really like about Mike Kafka and Brian Dable and what they're doing offensively, even when it's not looking pretty, because in the first quarter of the game against Tennessee, and even in the first half last week, Barkley wasn't doing anything, but they kind of stuck with it and probed it and eventually got a run game going, which then sets up pass plays. Right. So their adjustment, they went from the 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 trap runs where they were pulling a guy and you know, Carolina was running somebody right in the hip pocket of the guard once he pulled and making tackles in the backfield to just running gap plays, just hit it and get it. And so um, I think the one player on their defense, if you can get to him on the second level, uh, Aiden Vanderesh, um, you can exploit in the run game, right? He's a, he, he's a runner, he's a hitter, and no disrespect to him, but he, he can be vulnerable in the run game because he'll, he'll sometimes find himself out of position. Uh, which isn't co- which isn't uncommon for those guys who like just to run and, and and find the football and hit. So sometimes you can get them out of position. But uh, the Giants will have to run the ball. They can run the ball. It won't be easy, but they got a pretty good running back, and he's you know he's in a pretty good place right now. And also, he can catch the ball out of the backfield. He was off to a good game before he hurt his he hurt his ankle against the Dallas Cowboys. So. Um, I think it'll be a good matchup. It'll be a fun matchup. It'll be the Giants' toughest game to date. Uh, so we'll see how they fare. Yeah, I mean, the Cowboys have beaten the Giants nine of the last ten. The only Giants win in that span was the regular season finale of the 2020 season. Dak was hurt. Uh, they were beaten up. That was McCarthy's first year as head coach. Mm-hmm. Um, Carl, I want to talk a little bit about what's going to happen at halftime. Uh, but first, I want to let fans know Bet Online is the fastest, easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, contests, and events. Find reviews and news for every league Major League Baseball, the NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, even golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for your sports information, live betting, props, and futures. If you go to Bet Online today or use your mobile device, join today and make your first bet. Promo code is BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V-50. And you'll receive 50% welcome bonus in your first deposit. Bet online where the game begins. Well, the game will have begun. We'll get to halftime. 
I'll be down on the field. And seven go into the Giants' ring of honor. The great Jimmy Patton, Kyle Rote, who was such a great teammate that I think seven players on that team named one of their sons Kyle. That's how much they loved wow. Kyle Rote. Uh, he was a receiver, a runner, a flanker. He did it all. Jimmy Patton, one of the great defensive backs of all time. Couldn't make the argument he's a Hall of Famer. Then you got Ronnie Barnes, the longtime trainer, uh, who you know well, Leonard Marshall, Joe Morris, Otis Anderson, Rodney Hampton. Um, Carl, with your name in that ring of honor, you know, it's a really special it's a special position to be in when you think about the 98-year history of this franchise. Let's kind of talk about the emotion that these guys are going to feel on Monday night at halftime. Um, they're they're going to listen. They they they've meant so much to um, their their teams, their this organization and their teammates. And you know, you think about all the work that they put in uh, to be great players, uh, to be winners. And again, the, the, I think the thing that stands out most to me is they're great teammates. Like when you look at the three running backs that's going in there, you know, Joe Otis and Rodney, and this was literally a case of each one teach one, right? Um, Otis came uh, from the Cardinals. He worked with Joe. Joe worked with him, right? And Rodney comes. He puts Rodney under his wing. But aside from that, they made us better, right? They made the defensive players better. Like if if there was something we needed to work on, Otis would be the first one to tell you. Or uh, if we were blitzing and Joe needed to see a certain look or we needed to see a certain look, he would give it to us. And he would give it to us 100%. Um and then Rodney the same way. So it was just, it was really a family. And then, you know, Leonard Marshall, um, you know, people often say, well, you know, I was overshadowed by LT. Try playing next to him your entire career and having your own incredible skill set. And um, I don't think we've never not given him credit for as good, you know, as good as he was. But, you know, you have the Richard Dents of the world that stood out there by themselves and, and got a lot of credit. But Leonard Marshall, just as good. Um, and he, he was obviously awesome for our team, a major, major part of all of our success and, and a super teammate. Yeah, you mentioned Otis Anderson. Um, he came in with the Arizona Cardinals and had one of the great rookie seasons of all time. I, I think he ran for like 1,800 yards as a rookie. And at that point in time, the St. Louis Cardinals were part of the NFC East. Carl, you had to play against this guy twice a year. Now, you came in 84, so you had, and then the Giants traded for him in 86. What was it like playing against him? And then to have him as a teammate, even though in 86, Joe was so dominant. But um, just talk about playing against Otis and then having him as a teammate. Um, Otis was tough, man. He was like the, the the harder you hit him, the angrier he got. He ran angry. He was a tough guy, never backed down. But the interesting thing about Otis is I played him twice in the regular season and about five or six times during the offseason. 
because one of my best friends was his teammate, and I used to come and spend a few weeks in uh, St. Louis, and we used to all meet up to play basketball. And um, he was just that he was as tough playing basketball as he was on the football field. I don't think we ever like we were cool, but like we were never friends. He still looked at me as the enemy when I showed up on the basketball court. But it was it was all fun. And but you know he was so competitive, man. And but just like playing against him was oh, it was tough. You know they got it going. He was he was hard to deal with and. We were so happy to have him on our team. And, you know, the thing is, for a guy who had accomplished as much as he did, he walked through the door as humble as can be and just said, whatever you guys need me to do, I'm here to help you win. He told us right away. And then, obviously, in 1990, Hamp is a rookie, and he's brilliant. Mm -hmm. A lot of fans remember the middle to later part of Hampton's career where because he was on some bad teams and he was the workhorse, Almost had to change his body type to be more of a power back. But when Rodney Hampton came in 1990, he wasn't just powerful. He was, he was fast, fast, sleek. Mm-hmm. And then he gets hurt and Otis comes in and the rest, as they say, is history. Wins a Super Bowl MVP. What about Ronnie Barnes, man? That's that's your guy. That's your guy. That's everybody's He's, guy. Anybody who Ronnie is everybody's uniform, guy. He is. Yeah. He, uh, Ronnie welcomed me in uh, from Michigan State because his he has some roots at Michigan State as a trainer. Uh, but as a rookie, uh, he took care of me. But he, you know, his story, there's a different story about Ronnie Barnes uh, for the last 35, 40 years of Giant history. I mean, it's not just what, what he does for players, but for families, for extended families, for friends of family um he just couldn't be a more more caring and um uh professional uh individual but what a sense of humor too like he and i have some of the funniest jokes that we still share to this day um and it's just he's just an incredible human being all right carl just in wrapping up here quickly and i want to get into this maybe next week a little bit more when we have more time but Uh, The starter brand, you know, you got these throwback games coming up. You've been doing a ton of work. Oh, baby. You got some stuff cooked up for London, too. Woof. Yeah, we'll get into that our next podcast because I got some things to share. I'm going to show you a few things. You have Um, to you have to make sure you have the product to show it too. I have the product. Oh, I, I, have just, I just finished I just finished the photo shoot yesterday. And uh folks, Giants fans. Um it's hot. Yeah. It's no, it's incredible. All right. It's absolutely it's next level. And uh yeah, so I'm I, I will be showing that. Uh, let me do a little slideshow. I had uh, had a photo shoot. And it looks incredible. Uh, and, we got to uh, get, we'll get our producer, Alex, to get those photos. You got to, we got to, that, that's what you call a tease in the broadcast yeah. business. We're teasing oh, the next. Tease. All it right. is how, such a tease. How do we wrap this up? Tell a friend to tell a friend. And for all you Giants fans that don't live in the New York metropolitan area, uh, if you want to go see the halftime ceremony of the Giants social media platforms, I'm sure we'll be streaming it. And you can watch the seven inducted 
into the ring of honor. So for Carl Banks, I'm Bob Papa. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Thanks for joining us to this edition of Believe in Giants. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.